0: Tonight on Rogue Padron, frothing disease to your foes, a five per chance of learn Nope, that's not the word, a five percent chance of learning something, and killing power to the performance. This is Rogue Leader, all wings are part in. Rogue six standing by.
1: Rogue seven standing by.
0: Rogue
2: three standing by. I forgot to discuss dramatic readings
0: oh yeah oh
2: no, it's in the one. show notes oh the, oh it's a heath you're more prepared oh, I read a okay good I, f- I figured this was what we were gonna do um, yeah, So it is so weird listening to season one Heath like actually discusses the books with us <laughs>
3: <laughs> and now he's a shell of his former self <laughs>
1: We were so excited to read Star Wars books.
2: Yeah. Tonight on Rogue Pod <laughs> I'm
0: just going to start over. I'm just going to start over.
2: But also, please just keep all of them in the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the other thing. I used to edit those episodes. It was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Tonight. Rogue Podrin. No, we already got this part. <laughs> it
0: wasn't good. Yeah,
2: it was. You said a five per chance. That was really funny.
0: <laughs> okay. We'll do it live. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay. Hello, glisteners. <laughs> Welcome to the latest episode of Rogue Padron, which is this is like I don't know Ninety. Season it's four- ninety. No, it's four twenty one. We've been we've been at this one for a long time. Yeah. Oh, the last season was 420 um... <laughs> Okay, I guess this is Mission 90 Which is, that's a lot of missions We're doing really good uh... <laughs> <Yep>. So consistent <laughs> yeah. Super consistent That's the word that you think of When you think of Road <laughs> <laughs> We were consistent for a long time Okay, we can we claim that so- word now We are still consistent, but in a different way. Consistently
2: And what way is that?
0: Uh, Consistently on brand. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. And because it has been a couple weeks, before we jump into Starfighters of Adumar, chapters 7 through 9, here's a quick reminder of your hosts.
2: Oh wait, I thought of a good comeback. I would say, (laughs) I don't know Panera talking about.
3: That's not good. (laughs) Because it sounds like
2: what you're, but what you're talking about is Panera. I don't know Panera talking about.
3: No, nope. oh,
0: Don't do it. <laughs>
2: just, just, I don't think,
3: do it.
0: <laughs> if, if Daddy, Rogue Six, was a Thanksgiving side dish, he'd be Hawaiian rolls because everyone takes too many because they're super excited, but then they often don't have room at the end and throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: wow! I don't know Panera talking about.
0: <laughs> Do you guys have Hawaiian rolls on the East Coast? I don't know. Oh yeah,
2: Hawaiian rolls. Oh, wait. I'm in the Midwest. King
0: Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, that's a thing. Okay. What, good. What They're just like like rolls, but everyone really loves them a lot <laughs> to the point where they it's eat like Hawaii. Whole
3: yeah. <laughs> Like a place, but everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Eating whole islands. Oh, yes. Okay. Keith Rogue 3 would be mashed potatoes because you don't realize you've had way too much of a good thing until you can't move at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's
0: what she said. <laughs> Dang it. That was not on purpose.
3: Thank you, Meg. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. <laughs> if Seth, Rogue Seven, was a Thanksgiving side dish, he'd be stuffing or dressing or whatever you want to call it, because it doesn't really feel right having the meal without it, even if it's just some soaked bread cubes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what this is about me, but I like it.
0: <laughs> it's up to, it's up to interpret you. I think this
2: is mostly just a roast of Thanksgiving side dishes at this point. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah but i love all of these but i also understand that these are a
1: sometimes food yeah <laughs> i do i do love stuffing it's true
0: i do love stuffing okay um and i'm meg rogue leader and i would be gravy because i'm thick brown and often spices up white meat
2: <laughs> okay well th- speaking of <laughs> speaking of gravy i have a question about star wars Uh Uh-huh. So I know that no one on this podcast is excited about, or except for me, no one except for me is excited about Resistance or The Mandalorian, but we got another new announcement because we're just getting announcements up the wazoo about a Cassian Andor live-action TV series. Is (laughs) is anyone excited about this, at least?
0: (laughs) I am. Cassian! You're a liar. I like Resistance now.
2: Oh, that's right. You're You're on the Resistance train with me.
0: I am going to watch some of it this weekend. (laughs) (gasps) Choo-choo! Exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited for Cassian.
2: That was some good good news. So what are our hopes and dreams for the Cassian Andor live action television series?
1: I want good Cassian K2 banter. Yeah.
2: Do you think Alan Tudyk will come back? I have no Yeah, clue. he has nothing else to do. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, like Firefly's over. What else <laughs> he's, is he going to He's fireplace. a leaf on the wind.
1: <laughs> Firefly's over. <Fireflies laughs> over, and even if it wasn't, he's dead. So, you know. Just rubbing that in. Rubbing
0: the salt in the wound there. It hurts so much still. It's never not going to hurt. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry. It's okay. At least this Rogue One character has a happier end. Oh. Yeah, right.
3: he... Oh, oops.
1: Remember when I joked ages ago before we watched the movie that they can't kill T- K2 because he's a robot, so they could just like put his brain in another body. Yep, and then they yep. fully blew him up on a
2: planet. And that was, was like, the oh. first one to go.
0: And then they did that and then they L3. Did that three
2: instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thus making oh it god, infinitely please. more problematic <laughs> oh my some god someone was listening entered... to the
3: podcast and took your idea oh, <laughs> I
2: no. think that's what happened oh, oh my god if John god. Kasdan listens to this podcast
3: if John
0: Kasdan Listen. listens to this we podcast we <laughs> have
2: some words for you Mr. Kasdan
0: some it starts words. with an F <laughs> <laughs> it ends with a U it ends with an U it doesn't that's end with sure. a U <laughs>
1: Anyways, kiss is fight.
0: Yeah, I really I hope um that there is some Bail Organa emotional times with it. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like the the cameo potential is just like insane.
0: Through the roof.
2: Through the roof, you might say. But I also hope that we get like some new a new band of characters for him to like hang out with that we can mm-hmm. get attached to. And it's not just Cameo City.
0: Yeah, that like new people for him to shoot in an alleyway.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because this is before he found heart and soul or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks. All right, He do you care?
3: Not really. All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I like Cassian. I like Rogue One. I just. I feel like.
2: Are you excited for any Star Wars right now?
3: Episode nine. Okay. And I think I think I'm like in. I think I feel like I'm in a Star Wars funk because there's, like, nothing happening for the one thing I'm excited about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel you. Like, I'm into um, Resistance, and I, like, I'm keen for The Mandalorian, mostly because of Taika directing an episode. Uh, and, like, the casting thing could be cool. And, like, I'm keen for it. But I'm not, like, excited. I'm not excited for, really, Episode nine, And, yeah, there's, there's nothing happening there. So um, my brain is just like, whatever.
2: Maybe we need a celebration to get us all back on the...
1: Yeah, on the that'll do item. it.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. It'll oh. be nice and I for think sure, like
3: actually, actually like seeing anything from any of these things. It's like they're still just like I don't know. They're ideas. Very abstract still, yeah. Yeah. I think like at celebration there'll be like a, a trailer for something. I'll be like, Yeah, that looks cool, and I'm excited about it now. But like I don't know. Until yeah. then.
2: It'll it'll be nothing but top quality programming at celebration. I think we can say that for sure.
3: Yeah. Some great guests. Yeah. Mm,
1: some really good shows happening.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. (laughs) Well, speaking of some really good shows happening, let's jump into chapter seven through nine of Starfighters. So Wedge brings Wiz along with him to the Allegiance to do some research on Admiral Rogris. He's pretty normal with most of his postings and fights against the New Republic. And yet he was not involved in any of the shady Imperial intelligence stuff.
2: And like, so I know we just talked about this last week, but just in case people have forgotten, can we just refresh everyone's memories on who Rogris is?
0: Yeah. So General Ru- Je- Admiral, Ru- now Admiral Rogris, um, was a general when we last saw him. Oh, he got a promotion since our last episode. Not No, but I mean, like, since, <laughs> since Wedge had seen him before he saw him, a drunken mess. In the whatever garm on the downstream pub. <laughs> the dive bar, <laughs> yeah, the dive bar Garm on the downstream, um, and he had helped them out in the fight against Zin, uh Who who is that? Against Gabor. Warlord Gabor, <laughs> um, by loaning them an
2: Keep your rogue pod cannon straight.
0: I can't, I've <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> I don't know her. I don't, I don't know her. Sorry, Mariah. Um, and so when Wedge is rethinking his life, he sees that Admiral Rodgers is also rethinking his life. And Wedge spies an opportunity in that. And thus he went back to his quarters, um, his, their bachelor pad, and grabbed Wiz, and now they are aboard the Allegiance. So Captain Salaband comes in, mostly to eat their pastries, but does mention that Rodgers has... Um, does have to come up with some tactics for what will come down to a fight against the legions.
2: So I Wiz... personally
0: identify with Captain Salaban because I love the
1: pastries. pastries. Yeah. And, yeah, and Wiz I, is like obsessed
2: pastries. with their pastries. What do we think they had?
1: I think very they're... French
0: pastries. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah, French. Like is like <laughs> very French
1: pastries, which are always delicious.
0: Yeah, so it's all like laminated dough. Um, I have obviously been watching Great British Bake Off.
2: <laughs> Wait,
1: did you just all say All those
0: like, like did you just say
2: l- laminated dough? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you want just more Great British Bake Off.
0: Yeah, come on.
2: Okay, so I know that this doesn't mean that you put it through the machine to make it flat and give it a fancy, shiny plastic coating. It's, um,
0: it's like how you make puff pastry and croissant and stuff, and so it's the layer of dough with, like, butter, and so it's layers and it becomes flaky. It's
1: a lot of butter, basically.
0: Okay. It's called
2: lamination,
0: yeah.
1: Croissants are basically butter. Because it, it looks
2: like shiny and plasticky when it's done. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And you can uh, write on and, it with a dry erase marker and then wipe it
0: off when you're done. Yes, I mean you can try or wet erase marker and then wipe it off when you're done. Um. And so I definitely think they're like that with a lot of like fresh fruit or cream fillings or like a nice cream cheese like creme pat for sure. Oh my God, I need to yeah. find out if Adelaide is a boulangerie. Yes, absolutely.
2: Okay, but there's also donuts, right? Absolutely. And yeah. Widge is like. Widge. Wiz is like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wiz. <laughs> is that uh, the
2: <laughs> Wiz is like stuffing extra donuts into his pockets, right?
0: Yeah, like yeah. Wedge and Saliban like the fancy ones, and Wiz <laughs> is like, give me this half perk crawler.
2: He's got like white powdered sugar all over the front of his white suit.
0: Everywhere. <laughs> Like we're just gonna just like vacuum him off before they get back in the act. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take him anyway. He's the guy who always has blue like beverages and then spills them everywhere. Yeah, but his, his tongue is always blue. <laughs> come on, come on, with it. Get it together. So Salaban explains that right as Wedge and Company had arrived planet side on Adumar, representatives were sent to the agonizer in the allegiance. They made the promise that if Adumar goes with the opposing side, that they'll peacefully accept it and go away. Salaban fully believes that the Empire will not hold their word to this because it would be too much of a gain to the new republic. And so instead they'll just flatten the entire planet.
1: Yep, that sounds about right for the Empire.
0: Not not really that surprised. Like, Saliban's not. Flattening planets.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Salaban's not pulling this out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> like, this is pretty, pretty standard for the course.
1: My favorite thing about the scene is just imagining him saying all these things as he's munching on a croissant.
0: So many pastries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, not, he's not munching, he is shoveling them down.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my
0: God. And that, Wedge figures out, is why Admiral Rogers was getting drunk. They were going to ask him to do something that goes against his own moral code. Something that was unhonorable. Why would? Why do you have a moral code if you're in the Empire? Because uh, uh, he's got to hold on to something. <laughs> See, Wedge thinks that this is a situation to their advantage. A fluctuation in their shields. There's so much like pilot metaphors in this. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neither. He wants to get a message about all this stuff to the Elder Kraken, but because they're in a communications blackout, his messages would have to get reviewed before it being forwarded on. Wedge says nah, and they head back to the planet, going to Iella's. <gasps> they get back into Adamari clothing and go skulk around Iella's apartment. She isn't there, and so they go and wait in a shadowy corner.
2: <laughs> Not weird at all.
0: <laughs> I love this whole...
1: Thing that happens here so much, it's so good. I just imagine
2: them wearing one of those, like you know, hunters sometimes have like those leaf outfits that they wear. (laughs) Like I imagine them like, like just be like, there's no bushes anywhere, but they're sitting in the corner on the balcony, like wearing this leaf outfit with like binoculars. (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh! I love. Uh, While they're there, they're briefly interrupted by another stalker who is there to go challenge Yella's neighbor. Thankfully, when they confront each other, the Edomari uh, does all the talking, and since Wedge is there for love, <laughs> he lets them be. I, I, and goes I love this bit so much. It goes to wait in a different dark shadowy corner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of, like, Trying to spy, and someone else comes along, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you oh, there? The Are you here for love hard. or for
0: battle?" <laughs> <laughs> with like appropriate hand
1: motions to go along with it. Edumar truly is something special.
0: Yes, super special. And Wizard marks that you know what he doesn't really like it here anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to leave
0: this place <laughs> right, look, he's done here and when wiz is done with something like everyone's done with something
2: <laughs> but it's mostly just because he's currently crouched on a balcony corner wearing a leaf outfit and he's had nothing <laughs> but powder sugar donuts for the last day
3: he has so, a. Ton he is not feeling with good
0: the balconies <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't forget about the balconies and the balconies will come back later for sure
2: Balcony is the new slender for me when I'm reading this, actually.
0: <laughs>
2: every time I see the word balcony and I'm like, oh, another one.
3: Here we are. Back out on the balcony. Come on. on balcony, we need, be we need better
2: outdoor surface representation.
1: <laughs> get some patios. Geez. Yeah.
2: Get some patios. Get some sidewalks. No. Instead of just holding every service to a standard that we can only dream to attain.
1: True. I haven't had a balcony in who knows how long. This is a balcony at the place I'm staying.
0: to rub it in. Wow, you're Miss Fancy Pants.
1: It's okay, because there's heaps of wasps on it, so I don't go out there. Oh, that's awful. (laughs) That
2: took a turn.
0: I'll teach you to go out on a balcony. (laughs) Yeah,
1: balconies are dangerous. I am learning this from both Star Wars and Real Life.
0: Dang, okay, alright. A figure approaches, and Wedge recognizes as an approximation of a yellow maybe wearing a cloak and so he goes because it's
2: because it's slender
0: yeah the (laughs) slender cloak and he goes over and she lets him in after a probably unconvincing to most people but fine for the adumari's cover-up he can't be there he's going to blow her cover but wedge needs her help he asks her to borrow a holocom unit so he can get a message to the elder kraken he explains to her that he knows that Tomer is the intelligence head here, which is El's boss, and he's worried that he's going to go to the Elder Kraken and order Wedge to participate in live fire duels. Wedge just wants the Elder Kraken to have the full picture of what's going on and what's at stake before he issues out any orders. But Iella can't help him; her chain of command is quite clear, and she'd be breaking direct orders. Wedge accepts it and then asks if there's some way she can find uh, a way for Wedge to contact Admiral Rogers without his subordinates knowing. Iella agrees to this at least. When Iella asks if there's anything else, Wedge pauses before continuing. He tells you, her that,
2: saxophone music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He tells her that if he's ordered to participate in the duels, he's going to resign his commission. His entire life will be gone. And so he needs to know how he also lost E.L.'s regard so it won't happen again with someone else in the future. E.L. explains that he never lost her regard, just his friendship, which is so much worse. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that makes him feel so much better, I'm sure. Yeah, super. After Derek, <laughs> after Derek, her husband, actually died, the way he died, she leaned a lot on Corn and Wedge. Wedge was always there for her when she needed studying unfortunately it turned him briefly into like one of the pals but as she recovered she wondered if there was a chance for them but she told herself she wasn't ready for that yet wedge had the same thoughts but he didn't want to make the first move or put any pressure on her in fear of being crude opt- opportunistic or wiz jensen like oh my god which is a burn on Wiz. yeah, yeah. i love that
1: Wedge like has this like Thoughtful moment and manages to still burn Wiz while he's at yeah, it. Yeah, it just makes a good old joke of Wiz's existence. That's one of Wedge's
2: superpowers, actually, is his ability to burn Wiz in any situation.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Iella agrees that it makes sense that he wouldn't, and she just waited for some signal that it was okay to continue with her life. But it never came, and then Kweezuk showed up on Wedge's arm. She realized she waited too long... And all of her expectations and hopes blew up like a Death Star. Pretty literally, because Wedge blew one of those up. She couldn't stand seeing him after that, even if him hurting her was unintentional.
1: I really, the one thing I don't like in this bit is that she, like, sees something really mean about Queen's sucks while she's at it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't, she doesn't need to attack another woman to make her point. Like, Wait, it's fine. like.
0: With what what with what happened, which was she got her brain entirely scrambled by Kip Duran. Like that's yeah. that was real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was
1: so rude. I saw that and I was like, "Ella, you're better than this. Come on." She's
0: she's
1: come on, Yella. She's written by a man. She's yep. been on Adam <laughs> Martin.
2: Her one flaw is that she's written by a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the flaw of every Star Wars woman.
2: Bye. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Which, TLDR, Wedge hurt her so badly, they can never be anything to each other ever again. She asks... Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. She asks Wedge to leave, and he sadly remarks, It's not leaving that's hard anymore. It's having someplace to go. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh. oh depressed Wedge. She's so Oh, depressed. God. It's such a dark thing
2: to say.
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, but a PC a bad stars. He has
0: nothing. Oh. He has Wiz. Does he? He hates <laughs>
3: Wiz. <laughs> yeah, let's make Widget things and Wedges and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. I mean, come on. He doesn't, like, have a real home. Luke left him. All of the women he's been interested had their husbands come back. Like, it's not a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, both in canon and legions.
0: Like, this guy is a bad time. That's a bad time. So, dramatic reading time. Because it would be wrong if we did not dramatic read this kiss. It's true.
2: Adrenaline jolted through him. The shock that hit him was that of a man realizing that he was about to step into a trap or a firefight, something that could end his life in a second. It couldn't be a precognitive warning. Outside of a cockpit, his pattern recognition skills didn't afford him warnings like that. And besides, had there been danger beyond the door, Jansen would have communicated it with him if he wasn't currently stuffing his face full of a pot sugar donut. No, <laughs> the danger was more personal. It was indeed a matter of step through the door and your life is over, but in a very different way. Just how stupid do you think I am? He asked. What? He turned to face her again. His energy was back. He felt it burning within him, and he now knew the nature of the one last barrier standing between the two of them. Her injured pride shielding her from further harm, but
3: also shielding her from him. How big an idiot would I have to be to walk out that door?
1: I don't understand, Wedge. I just wish you'd go.
3: Yes, it would be easier that way. Less risk of humiliation. He moved (laughs) to stand before her again. (laughs) Keep it together, Wedge. (laughs) Now listen, for years, even when we didn't see one another for ages, I knew that you were a part of my life. Until a few nights ago, when you said we weren't friends anymore. Since then, I've been in mourning. (laughs) Not just missing a friend, but grieving for a lost part of my life. Oh, God, he's still talking. <laughs> it took me a while to figure that out and to understand just how much I need you to be in my life as my friend and more than my friend for good. Now you tell me it can't happen because of mistakes. I made some, you made some, and now our chances are all behind us. He shook his
2: head vehemently.
3: <laughs> no, Yella, that would be another mistake. And the older we get, the less time we have to bounce back from them. 29.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah. yeah definitely
3: 29 <laughs> oh, so I'm listen kidding. as, a, th- as a 31 year
0: old as we approach 30
3: trying to get back together with a woman by saying i'm too old for this <laughs> <laughs> and he's 29
0: they have much shorter lifespans
3: uh, i'm
2: tired of making mistakes he put one hand behind her neck the other around her waist and drew her to him she looked at him surprised in her eyes You're a grown
3: woman and in training, he said. (laughs) What is (laughs) it? Somewhat uncomfortably. I I hate it. I hate it. Oh.
1: Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for noticing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If you want me out of your room, it'll take you just one knee and a little leverage to put me out. But you can't just tell me to go. Not this time. I don't like that at all. (laughs) I love you. I'm not going to meekly walk away (laughs) he pulled her face to his and kissed her he
2: had a glimpse of her widening eyes and for a second pondered the concept of consent but decided to continue instead (laughs) then he was lost in the sweetness of her lips he could have tensed against the impact he was sure would follow but did not if this was to be the last kiss he was ever to have from her he wanted to enjoy every millisecond of it And the milliseconds stretched into full seconds and her arms snaked around his neck and held him tight. Get a room, you two. Finally, it was... (laughs) Finally, it was a need... Oh, God. Finally, it was a need for oxygen that forced him to break their kiss. (laughs) He held her tight, looking into eyes that were wide but not alarmed, lips that were curved ever so slightly into an enigmatic smile.
3: If I'm lying in a ball in the corridor. (laughs) He said... I'm doing a tremendous job of hallucinating that I'm not.
1: Now's not the time to joke,
3: she said. Very well.
1: (laughs) 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 What?
2: She put her fingers up in his hair, turned his head this way and that, and looked at him as though seeing him for the first time.
1: So, this is the cockpit wedge,
2: she said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not a hint of irony
2: in her voice.
1: The one the enemy has boxed in, and suddenly he snaps and goes off in an unanticipated direction, changing all the rules.
3: That's me. <laughs> when did Wedge it's become a bad boy? <laughs> <Right>? Very
1: becoming. <laughs> I wish you'd shown him to me before. Why are you like this on the ground?
3: He shrugged. I've never been all that comfortable on the ground, but I'm learning. I'd say you were. She kissed him. When they broke for
2: oxygen a second time, Wedge noted without surprise that they were seated on her sofa again. He hadn't remembered getting there, but supposed that the sofa legs were not as close to buckling as his were. <laughs> what
1: you said before,
2: Iella said, a whisper against his mouth.
1: About a proposal. Wait.
3: Nope.
1: <laughs> I got
2: so distracted by the whispering.
1: <laughs> about being good. Sounded a lot like a proposal.
3: Let me make it formal.
2: Wedge pulled back to stand to adopt a traditional pose, but Ayala didn't release him.
1: Late, later.
2: She said, realizing that they'd literally gone from not speaking to each other to him proposing in the course of 10 seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After Edimar, maybe. Let's just say for what, for now that I'm willing to stop making mistakes if you are.
2: It's a deal. He supposed she wanted to hear the words and surroundings less alien, in times (laughs) less stressful.
1: But you need to understand something. No matter what a great leader you may be, intelligence doesn't take orders from Starfighter Command.
3: Or the other way around.
1: Right, or the other way around.
3: I can live with that. Her expression became worried.
1: Can you live with this? Which, I'm an intelligence officer. If my superior tells me to, I may end up on the opposite side from you.
2: Just until this Atomar mess is over. He reminded her. She nodded.
1: But will you be able to forgive me if I have to throw a net over you and ship you off-world because of your damn fool cockpit jockey antics?
3: I'd forgive you, though I won't have to. He gave her a confident grin. You wouldn't be able to catch him.
2: Her return smile was that of a well-fed predator. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ew!
1: I have the feeling I can catch you anytime I want.
2: She kissed him again.
3: <laughs> when Wedge finally left Yella's e. quarters. Oh. <laughs> um
0: that was the most unromantic thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's awful. Like
0: it's typical of Wedge though, right? To like I mean, go for the awkward way of doing yeah. it. Like I was 100% on board with what was going on. Like up at like all the way until he got super depressed. And, but then when he, like, got his confidence back, I was like, no, I don't like
2: that. No, yeah, bring back Depressed Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> depressed Wedge is more respectful of women's boundaries. Yep.
1: <laughs> I'm sure she's going to give him, like, a tear down for that later on. That's not
0: right now.
2: When when she's yeah. written by a woman.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about all this, though, is, like, like, you get caught up in reading that scene, and, and then you remember that, like, He's probably been in there for a couple hours, and Wiz is just like squatting on the balcony.
0: He has been in there the entire so freaking many time.
1: Hours. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a,
3: a stash of the donuts.
1: Like by the time they leave, isn't it daytime or something? And like yeah, it's dawn. Yeah, Wiz has been waiting for his friend
0: while his friend has been off banging a lady and like, oh, and, like bashing and him the in the alert, process and like keeping guard. And that's where we find them: is that when Wedge finally leaves Wiz. He has aged five years overnight. <laughs> He's from probably squatting like made a whole a bunch, bunch of stalker corners. Well, like his joints are all creaky. He's also not a young man at
3: age probably 27 anymore. I just <laughs> imagined Wed showing up <laughs> and Wiz going, It's been 84 years.
1: <laughs> well, this is absolutely a memer. Yeah. Oh. He's a meme lore.
3: Oh, I love him so much. Don't let your memes be dreams.
2: <laughs> That's our listener question this week, by the
3: way. Yes. Wait, uh, will you say the actual question now and I can write it this time and not get stressed about it? It's okay, I'm writing it. Okay.
0: <laughs> and like this whole time... That they're walking back to their bachelor pad. Wiz is trying to seriously tell Wedge that someone else creeped on Yale's apartment while he was in there. But Wedge is too happy from getting laid to pay attention. <laughs> Wiz doesn't like this. He's supposed to be the darling one. <laughs>
1: How the turntables.
3: Nope. <laughs> yep, that's the <laughs> phrase. Nope. No, no. No one's saying yep to that. After
0: definitely not enough sleep time, Tomer barges in, saying that they're all expected at the Paraders' Palace, where he'll make an announcement about their new world government. And everybody, world order. (laughs) Everyone basically is ready to kill Tomer because they're all little sleepy dudes. Wedge orders everyone to wear dress uniforms for this, much to their dismay. But it's time to stop legitimizing Adamari bad behavior.
2: This made me think of uh, on Parks and Rec. Whenever Ron Swanson comes into work wearing a red shirt, it's how they all know that he slept with someone the night before. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like, come on, boys! We're all wearing our red polos today.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we for the next like five pages we get a full description of the dress uniform. Finding out that Wedge thinks what people really object to is the body stocking. I wonder why! (laughs) Maybe because it's a body stocking. (laughs) Pilots are used to baggy jumpsuits with lots of pockets, and this is neither. It's also not good for image-conscious pilots, which I mean, all pilots are pretty image-conscious, but it was good choice. The cred. Wing and eyeing at them. Halice approaches Wedge and confirms that the head of because intelligence. You don't head see the bulges. It's
1: like a body smoking with a Wait. shirt. <laughs>
3: Wait. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you heard me. Hang on. <laughs> you heard me. You heard her, the bulges. I hate I, this No, because... I heard her, and I still have the same question. <laughs> You know, like you're like, like body stockings.
0: Candles and stuff.
3: I mean the
1: yeah, sure that.
0: You meant their their dicks, is that what you mean. I
1: mean, mean the ding dongs yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> they're basically wearing like tights. And fancy jackets, like they're not wearing anything else. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I would literally leave the leave the Republic and go to the Empire for better formal outfits. If I, if I had to wear this thing.
2: Oh okay, God. Jay.
0: <laughs> oh Jay no! I finally I did. Say? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Alice approaches Wedge and confirms the head of intelligence there is Tomer. She's going to continue to snoop around now with a much less conspicuous recording unit than like a droid head, which guess what? Isn't that hard?
2: Yeah. <laughs> About time.
0: Let's see. During the handshaking and grandstanding of the party, Iella shows up on the arm of some minister. When Wedge shakes her hand, she slips a note with Rogris his name, and his personal calm frequency. An announcer calls for a distraction before the day's boring stuff starts. It's Cheris, looking worse for wear against some rando. Wiz actually points out that those are the same clothes from yesterday. She easily defeats him, but without her usual zeal. She looks up to the parader for his sentence, and even though he orders him to die, Cheris shakes her head and walks away, leaving him alive. This is the wrong move. Wedge goes after her, and she explains that while she was attending to them, her duties had piled up, and so she's going through her challenges now. She blows Wedge off, telling Wedge that someone might get suspicious if they talk longer and leave. And she leaves. Wedge is confused because over his shoulder is just Tycho, but then much further beyond is Iella.
2: I feel like all Tycho's done this whole book is just be over Wedge's Stand shoulder.
0: Wedge. <laughs> like, Tycho hasn't Wedge done much of
2: anything, him. but he's like standing behind Wedge in every important scene. He's like the Forrest the- Gump of this book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's the doleful one.
2: <laughs> like, why didn't Wedge make Tycho come with him on his late night romperoo?
1: Because, he oh, loves Tycho. You
0: imagine. Because he doesn't want Tycho to be in pain the whole night. Taiko would just be like, I'm done with this. I'm not staying in this alley.
2: <laughs> you, you know that Tycho gets 10 hours of beauty sleep every single night, no matter what.
3: <laughs> He's so beautiful. He doesn't even need it.
2: <laughs> no, that's his secret, Heath.
3: <sighs> oh, I love him.
0: He's great. I wish he was always over Heath's shoulder. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Suddenly it clicks and Wedge realizes that Cheris must have been the stalker that Wiz had mentioned, followed them from their quarters to yellow's last night. And obviously figured something out and didn't like it.
2: I just like the idea that there are like 15 different people on that balcony spying on Wedge. So many people. (laughs) Like all in their own little quarters. Like every single person in the world knows (laughs) that Wedge kissed yellow last night.
0: Yeah, everybody knows. (laughs) Except this
3: one minister that took her to this party. (laughs) This is a a really good episode of Wedge's Balcony. That new sitcom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, Cheris heads back into another duel. This time with a man who is strong and skilled and incredibly pissed at her. She manages to defeat him in the end, but is as tired and shaken as anyone has ever seen her. The parader even turns his back on her and she disappears into the crowd. Before Wedge can go to her, it's announced that the Parader is going to make an announcement, and everyone moves for that. The Parader says that starting tomorrow, there's going to be a single unified world government in order to get Adumar caught up, caught up with the rest of the galaxy. He will take on the burden of being the one in charge. As he finished, the Kartan people are delighted, but the delegates from the other countries are mad for this wasn't put to a vote. He can't just say that he's in charge. But the parade mentions that tomorrow they're going to be unified, and it'll be easier as a willing party than as an enemy of the state.
3: Cool. Wedge, this of course, is very normal. I love democracy. Normal. Yeah,
0: that's what this is. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Palpatine, I love democracy.
0: This is how democracy dies. <laughs> Wait,
3: that, that's my Except answer. at this point, it's like the fifth <laughs> or sixth Palpatine clone. Oh my gosh. This is my answer to the Wiz meme. He would stand up in the middle of this and be like, <laughs> Palpatine, I love democracy.gif.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Wedge would say, Wiz, you broke the fourth wall again.
0: Wiz <laughs> is like, no wall can contain me. <laughs> Not even the fourth one. <laughs> Wedge is also mad he's glaring at Tomer who shrugs it off as as if he had no responsibility in this this is going to create a war where a lot of civilians are going to be killed Wedge questions whether the New Republic is going to want a planet like this to join where people are killed and are only abused for their honor before Tomer can respond Cheris is called for another distraction Wedge rushes over and stops her before she gets into the circle. He accuses her that this is basically suicide. She's going to keep accepting challenges until she's defeated because she's already running on empty. Wedge points out that although she cares for him, she's not respecting him. If she did, she wouldn't be doing exactly the opposite of what's fundamentally most important to Wedge. He explains the killings he does have nothing to do with personal honor. It's so someone somewhere can live a happier life. Going out and stopping some bad guys from hunting from not hunting I mean sometimes hunting from hunting and hurting others (laughs) making the galaxy a little better is the honorable part of his job not the killing itself he tells her he'll help her to figure out how to be happy on her own without chasing this idea of honor and Cheris wants to but she still has to finish this fight she's even weaker now and her opponent blasts her in the chest she's on the ground and he approaches her the woman he looks to tells him to kill her before he can do so, Wiz bellows out a challenge. But the challenge is off if he kills Cheris. Everyone tells Wage that this isn't allowed because it's insulting. And Wiz is like, oh, okay. So, yes, I'm super insulting you.
1: <laughs> I am very much, Wiz. I
2: loved Wiz in this movie. He's like, clearly just reached the nope. end of his rope. Yep. He's, he's like, I had nothing he but is. donuts. I had two hours of sleep. My calves are killing me from squatting on that balcony all night. <laughs>
0: Right, like I'm, this, I'm,
1: so this yeah. is exactly how I felt on Twitter like two weeks ago. Now you all are
0: going to war. Like we're not, we're not Come doing it. Not today. Not today, <laughs> Satan. Sleep. Not today,
3: Satan. He's not. Today, there he is, Satan. memeing not again. That's, that's mine. That's mine for. <laughs> it's
0: not, not today, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> And he provokes the man so much that he accepts the challenge. Wiz stops, oh, Wedge stops Wiz for a moment, saying that this was his fight. But Wiz explains that it's better that it's him because, one, he's more expendable than Wedge. Two, he will enjoy this very much. (laughs) (laughs) And three, happy engagement or whatever.
1: I love this ritual. Go to beat down a man for me for my engagement (laughs)
0: Right? Oh, thanks. Wedge has Tycho and Hoppy go get Cheris to the allegiance for medical help while he stays to watch. Wiz continues to taunt his opponent, mostly by drawing pictures of Banthas and stuff with the black sword, (laughs) until he lunges and Wiz immediately disarms him by ruining his sword hand and messing up his face. Insert three pages of Wiz beating this guy with his fists. And being ruthless and mocking and sexy as heck. Wiz wins, obviously. But the crowd feels kind of weird about it. You know, I feel good about it. So Really good about it. Yeah. And then Wedge takes him out for pizza to celebrate. (laughs) Good game, champ.
2: (laughs) Yes. This was like Wiz's Tycho moment. Mm -hmm. He was just like, fine, I'm standing up for justice.
3: I'll do it if you ask.
0: I'm here for the justice slash also it's fun to, to beat people up.
3: I'm here for the um, justice and the donuts.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gotta work off those donuts. <laughs> so many. Tanko comes in and lets them know that Cheris is going to be okay. They also define as sleeping they also define sleeping as sort of like being shot until you're unconscious, except there's no Bacta, and you often end up feeling better than when you started. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. (laughs) Wedge says that they've got something else to focus on right now. Subverting an Imperial Admiral. (laughs) Easy peasy.
2: Sure, 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 sure.
0: And Wedge shout outs to the Ewoks once again because they are his favorite beings in the galaxy. After a day of periodically calling Rogris on his personal comm, he does set up a clandestine meeting with Wedge. He arrives pretty drunk and with a bodyguard. He acts like he's only humoring him, but he still listens to Wedge's explanation and offer. Basically, like Wedge, if Rogers follows through on the orders from higher-ups in this instance, he'll probably end his life because he's given up on his own ideals. But if he decides to turn, he at least gets to keep what's most important to him and that the New Republic would help him and his family. Rogers rolls his eyes and and Wedge gives him his private emergency comm line. Rogers walks away, but a little more sure than before. The parader calls another meeting the next evening, and when the group goes out for flight school, it's obvious they've lost quite a bit of regard. When they arrive at the parader's palace, it's even more obvious, but they're all pretty shruggy emoticon about it.
2: I love, I love just the progression of them throughout this book of going from like being grumpy about being there, but like still trying to uphold the standards that the elder crack would be okay with, to this point now where they're just like, don't give two shits about anything.
0: They sure do not. That's so relatable. Like they care about the people, but like the individuals and the common people, not all of this garbage. Wedge confronts Homer when he acts like, "Oh no, it's so sad they're going to war." As if this wasn't largely at his persuasion. Tomer stops denying that he's the head intelligence agent, and Wedge reveals all of the sneaky things he's been doing that the Elder Kraken and the High Council would not approve of, which is why there's a communications blackout. He's greased the wheels, knowing that the fastest way to a world government was a unilateral rule, and that conquest would appeal to the parader. He has to win Adumar, and nothing will justify his actions, even though Leia will probably still try him as a war criminal because she's not about this life. The Parader's announcement is that two countries have decided to resist and will become targets of pacification efforts. Wait,
1: wait, why aren't you saying the name of these countries?
0: <laughs> you know why I'm not saying the name of these countries.
1: It's so good. Do it. Oh, okay, let me find them. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> there's a reason why, and it's so I don't get embarrassed.
1: I really like one of the names. It's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me. Let me see. Chapter nine. Chapter nine.
0: Chapter nine. Chapter, chapter nine. nine.
2: Chapter <laughs> nine. <laughs> Oh my God! Encyclopedia <laughs> crossover. <laughs> uh,
3: that's really
0: funny. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> so the two countries who are outside of the cartent, the parader's protection, are Helbigardia and <laughs> Yetagon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really love Halbagardia. It's so silly. Halbagardia. <laughs> Thank you for reading those out for me, Meg. You're very welcome.
2: Halbagardia.
0: Halbagardia.
2: So it's it's cool that they're not using overtly Nazi language now.
0: Yeah. Pacification effort.
2: <laughs> yep. Yikes. Like the world's largest quotation marks around it.
0: <laughs> Super <laughs> <dang>. <laughs> Pacification. <laughs> the parader calls Red Squadron and the Imperials on stage And asks if they're willing to lead these pacification efforts To truly show Adumar their skill Of course the imps charmingly and immediately agree And of course Wedge respectfully declines Not because he doesn't care about the people of Adumar But probably because they care more The Parader is capital P pissed, and it's all Tomer can do to convince him not to kill them on the spot, but rather they have to run the gauntlet to the airbase where four blades wait. If they can make it to the Allegiance, then they are free to go, but everyone is allowed to kill them for honor and favor as soon as they leave the building. This is a very normal country. Super normal. (laughs) Such a normal time. (laughs) And honestly, the pilots are just like, well, okay. And they ask if anyone will lend four doomed men blast swords. They get donations from a nearby country, a pilot they trained, and a minister who takes her guard swords, swords Yep, for hobby and whiz. Their plan is to basically do the opposite of what everyone expects them to do, but also apparently Wiz is, the only no- Wiz is the only one who knows what they think that they'll do. Yeah. They make it out of the palace thanks to a hovercar, and Wiz is immaculate murderizing. They have to abandon it and jump into a home balcony... Where thankfully uh, there,
3: are here we go again.
0: <laughs> where there are no flat screens. So the people are just scared and very pleased that they're there. I love that. Thank you for honoring us with your visit as they right. run off with and their they're... like stuff. Right. But they're like, here, you can have our dress uniforms as souvenirs. And they're like, wow, amazing. <laughs> they're scared, but they're very pleased. <laughs> they borrow some edumari clothing and head out into the streets. They're okay for now but they have to figure out what they can do next. They still have to make it to the base, knowing that there are a ton of people waiting there to kill them. Shout out to Paige's commandos and the wraiths, because they could definitely get them out of the situation very easily.
2: Yeah, Paige Tico.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Wedge has an idea. All he needs is a cart with wheels, a GoPro, and four sets of women's clothing interesting to be continued (laughs) i'm not mad about it no great (laughs) Great. i just skim through these from these answers and i hate them
3: (laughs) well let's do more than skim shall we (laughs) time for glistener questions (laughs) Last week we asked, what would your favorite Roger race dress up as for Halloween? And we answered this, right? Yeah. All I right. think
0: so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
2: did. Yeah, because it was the Star Wars question at the top of the episode. Oh, okay. yeah. Because I just threw our format into a blunder.
3: <laughs> well, I also want to add that Tycho would obviously be Captain America.
0: Yeah, oh, I
3: figured we didn't need to say that because we all knew. Okay. I mean,
0: is that a Halloween costume or just a rum?
3: <laughs> that's just
2: Taiko would get out of bed and go about his day per the usual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like normal.
3: <laughs> All right. Nick said I think Wedge would go to a Halloween party dressed as Kirtan Lore just to mess with corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember really... a kitten lore Matt. That's a really oh, good. Kitten
0: lore, He was so harmless.
3: Jay said, My favorite rogue, Baron Fell, would dress as Tetran Cowl because it would be meta.
0: I was let's,
2: let's all just laugh and pretend like He's, we get it.
0: <laughs> I don't know who that
3: is. That's yes, you do. He was that the was actor who dressed as
0: Baron Fell, Baron Fell. Faces uh, Nemesis. Oh, oh, oh okay, that's it. funny. Yep, that's that is funny. good. Good work, Jay. Okay. <laughs> Come on.
2: Ian you know, Millers. You know what we should do, like Rogue Padron, If we want to keep the podcast alive, is just go back and reread all the books again because, like, <laughs>
3: clearly, <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> clearly we don't Shut remember anything. My my
0: heartbreak
3: <laughs> <word> is done. <laughs> Ian Miller said, "Going to keep this Min and Lara centric. Min would dress up as Wiz and give horrible advice to everyone, and Lara would dress up as Tonin and her R two unit, and have dozens of mouse droids following her. Oh. Also, thank you, Ila- Ian Miller, for putting her R two unit. <laughs> <laughs> you you definitely did not. I remember,
0: remember. Tony Anton. <laughs> King of the droids. Yeah. King of the
3: mouse <laughs> droids. Odie said Admiral Akbar would dress up as his favorite Starbucks drink. It's a frapp. <laughs>
2: Boo! Boo! <laughs> No, it's so go home good. Odie. it's so good it's
3: it's so good uh Wiz would dress up as a cricket player and it's an excuse to bring along his favorite ewok from endor so he has a reason to take a wicket
2: boo
3: <laughs> boo also i think that's croquet danny's very what? anti-pun
0: He's no, wow. very, very anti-Odi this episode.
3: Dan is t- Danny is taking a very strong <laughs> I know Panera thing. you're talking about. Oh God. <laughs> that was bad. See, you apparently you don't like good puns, but <laughs> love the bad one. Okay. Let's see what the problem is here. We figured it out. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> X Wings in history said Wedge would go in whatever his daughters dressed him as. This isn't that different from every day. The girls insisted on painting his fingernails before he attended the formal surrender ceremony that ended the Galactic Civil War. Aww. Oh, Daddy Wedge. Not Daddy Wedge. Dad Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Not Daddy Wedge. He was
2: Daddy Wedge in these chapters.
0: Oh, God. That's Cockpit oh, Wedge. Yeah, Cockpit Wedge. Like Yikes. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> dinner leader said i want to see piggy dressed as one of his personal heroes a great hero to of the rebellion and someone he deeply relates to as a non-human underappreciated by the humans around him wicked
2: no we already and had a wicked it, answer dinner leader sorry out. you and get a glistening just, attack of the clones Anakin, like, sucking up just, to meg
0: no okay. it's yes no
2: sorry it is
3: blatant <laughs> take your anakin and go meg sit in the meg. corner <laughs> It is Meg Bait Meg. You know it. it. I don't mind. I really like it. Exactly. Uh, Tom the fanboy. Always known for his very concise (laughs) and (laughs) shortly worded (laughs)
2: answers.
3: (laughs) Tom the fanboy, who is always very brief, said. (laughs) At the squadron costume party. Piggy shows up in an imperial cadet uniform and a human-style wig. When questioned, <laughs> he only replies in quotes from Face's old propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Wiz and Hobby swap ha- helmets to dress as each other. <laughs> Cute. Jesmin. Uh,
1: speaking of that, my friend so, and I once joked that we were going to dress as each other for Halloween, and then we just realized that we basically wore the same clothes, and that wasn't going to work. Yeah, that sounds right.
3: I feel like Wiz and Hobby
0: are like that. That's why you swap helmets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So unless, or until I say otherwise, this is all Tom the Fanboy's response. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Jasmine uses cheap dye to make her skin gray as part of an Admiral Raditz costume, but everyone just thinks she's a zombie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it
0: doesn't.
3: Wedge wears a flight suit and spends the whole night telling people things are impossible and nobody gets that he's called Tacbright. Colonel Tacbright. Is that right? I don't. Just I don't, laugh and pretend like we remember who yeah. that is. <laughs> oh, oh, that guy! Oh, that guy! Mtray and Squeaky get all the Astromex tank tops that look like pilot jumpsuits and repaint their heads to look like the helmets of their respective pilots. That's really funny.
0: Oh, I get it. I love it.
3: Mtray dresses like Akbar, and Squeaky like the Elder Kraken. <laughs> the mechanics dress like Astromechs. Cute. Corin dresses as XR Kuhn and Murex makes him change after five minutes at the party because he keeps freaking people out with his stupid Sith tricks.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Read the room, Corin.
3: Bro Jace dresses in the sports uniform of a non-human athlete complete with space blackface. Oh no!
0: <laughs> he would!
3: He totally would.
0: Oh. And then like...
1: Everyone would have to spend half of the freaking party explaining why
0: it's bad. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> that's so like bro.
3: Gavin goes all out with his sandperson costume, complete with gaffy stick. <laughs> it that's is just, just as racist. What? So that's almost just as racist. Yeah, kind
2: of. <laughs> Gavin, come on. <laughs> A little bit.
3: Only communicates through. Oh, especially Runknors this part. System. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that this was part of it. It's Only com- yep, it gets worse, I guess. <laughs> Only communicates through rook noises at various volumes and in intonations. Okay, Thanks. Yep, oral doesn't understand the concept and just wears a name badge that reads Zuckus. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so I funny. love <laughs> That is So funny.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: that is so.
1: That That is the star of the show right there. That is it.
3: <laughs> Zuckus. She <laughs> <laughs> like, doesn't understand what you're supposed to be doing. So it's like, <laughs> you're just supposed to dress as someone else. So just, where's the name tag? And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Zuckus. It's your boy, Zuckus. <laughs> it is I, the Zuckus thing. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Face comes in with a tailored black tunic and slacks with a fake lightsaber on his belt and a single black glove. <laughs> Good. He flawlessly imitates the Tatooine accent and does a lot of finger-waving mind tricks. Is Face Michael Jackson? Is that what that is? No, he's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh. Are you I don't know right now? The single black glove?
0: Yeah, because Luke only wears one to cover up like the blast hole in his hand.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Have you seen he, Return of the Do you even Jedi? Star Wars?
3: <laughs> Isn't Luke Skywalker, like, your favorite character? I was I was just in, like, the Halloween mindset and was thinking thriller, and I thought he had face coming as No, like Michael no,
0: stress as Luke Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> all right.
3: We all know of Michael Jackson's
2: infamous Tatooine accent.
3: <laughs> Funny. Min is just dressed like a goth at prom. <laughs> Taiko's costume is a gorgeous homage of Princess Leia's post-battle of gown, with perfect wig work and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's so beautiful. Oh my god, this next answer. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god ho dresses as a tauntaun with clip-on horns, a fake tail, saddle backpack, and a woolly shirt with a quarter-scale Luke Skywalker doll
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <Ho-has is> a-
0: <laughs> He stays away from face the entire night.
1: This is why ho is my boy. <laughs>
3: oh, that's so funny.
1: <laughs>
3: All right. Thank you, Tom the Fanboy, for all of that.
2: <laughs> that was amazing.
3: For most of that.
2: Yeah, for most of that. Yeah,
3: most of it. Raising Fangirl said, I would tell you what Cornhorn's <laughs> Halloween costume look was, but why describe it when I can show you and make you all do the work, like actually reading the books?
1: That sure was <laughs> a picture.
3: So, books. Yeah. So, Corn <laughs> is skele-boner, <laughs> <Scala> <laughs> which. I hate it. Can, can I tweet this image from hate, our account? Yes. I hate it so much. You have to tweet it. Okay. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> anyway. <Anyone.
2: laughs> <laughs> All right, I so I, I'd like to award a glistening buddy to Tom the Fanboy. Absolutely. I would he like it with the caveat that, like, buddy, less words next time. But the zuckus answer gets you a glistening buddy. <laughs>
1: And so does the so does And the ho, has ho, hos hos
3: and ho has the, the tauntaun. Yep. Very good. Yeah,
0: ho-has
1: the tauntaun.
3: <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop
1: that. Oh my god, please do. <laughs>
0: is it just going to be a horse with a tonton? <laughs> sure is.
2: This episode's going to be out in four days. He will not remember by then.
3: <laughs> uh, any other glistening body? Well, I'd like to award a slightly larger glistening attack of the clones, Anakin, <laughs> to Dinner Leader for his blatant meg bait.
1: <laughs> I want to give like, a slightly like, a slightly smaller glistening body to Odie for the good puns. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I would like to take away that slightly smaller glistening body. <laughs>
1: no! Not allowed! I will not allow this. Okay,
3: well, fine. I would also <laughs> like to give a slightly smaller glistening body... <laughs> To a, Odie. A and slightly Vanny smaller listening Odie. Take away
2: <laughs> slightly <Odie>. smaller glistening <laughs> Odie. Odie to Bodie. <laughs>
3: Congratulations, Bodie <Rude>. Root. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um and this week <laughs> we are asking you what is a meme that Wiz Jensen would make.
2: So make make us the meme. Yeah. Or just write us a seventeen tweet essay, whatever.
3: No, that counts as a fic moving forward. And we'll just (laughs) link to it in the show notes. (laughs) And we're we're gonna answer this on the next one, right?
0: Yeah, I need
2: time to make a good
3: meme. Yeah, same.
1: I know exactly what I want to do with this.
3: Good.
2: Don't forget it by next week.
1: I want or I have to actually make it. Three months from now. (laughs) Whatever. Wow. And we eventually get there.
3: And before I let Saf take it away with her outro, I want to give a special shout out to, I can't believe this is your display name, <laughs> this trash pilot. So <laughs> no, it's so good. Who just started listening to Rogapod from the very beginning and is answering every single listener question as they go. You get a glistening Bodhi, even though you probably haven't gotten to that reference yet and you probably won't hear this for a couple more years.
1: Glistening <laughs> Bodhi to you!
3: But you get one.
1: You totally get one. You Hopefully get a by today. the you
2: time the... Leftist Trash Pilot hears this, they understand what a glistening Bodhi
0: is. Yeah. They're speeding through some episodes then.
1: Hopefully they're still listening at this point, and we haven't just given a glistening body. to oh, somebody who doesn't okay. care anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Leftist Trash Pilot turned us off at episode five.
0: <laughs> oh no. But we yeah. still cared about Star Wars well, then. <laughs>
3: If you stop listening, then I take it back.
0: <laughs> All
1: right, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at RoguePodron with your answers to our question and your good space memes, I guess. You can email us at roguepodron at com. You can find us at our website, com, which we don't use, so don't go there. Um I'll
2: go there. but we always plug it every week. <laughs>
1: I don't even
3: think I would know the password
2: anymore.
1: <laughs> it's also the linked website on our Twitter account. I really should take that down. And, <laughs> and you
3: can and yet. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> it's there if you want to follow
2: it. Keith is going to spend his time making a tauntaun horse photoshop instead.
3: <laughs> Perfect. A time well spent. I would argue That's important actually.
0: I, I agree with that. That's important. I've
3: got my priorities <laughs> straight here.
1: <laughs> so you can subscribe to us via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes or the Firefly Radio feed on iTunes. It's your feed burner or Google Play. You should also leave us a nice review and a nice reading because we love them. And I will read them out loud in the show so you can always put embarrassing stuff in there to make me say it out loud.
2: Yeah, cool. we're hungry. Yeah, we're
1: hungry. We need uh, those stars,
2: please. No stars for
3: Thanksgiving this year.
0: Oh, no. Oh, what a oh. oh, oh no. <laughs>
3: But stars are all that's on my Christmas list.
0: Oh, right. no!
3: It's, the it's only okay, thing. we still
1: have an episode before Christmas, hopefully.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, maybe it's We might not... Who knows what? That's yeah, we'll very next. optimistic, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I should have said it sooner. Two episodes ago. <laughs> all right, that's
0: back to me. So... Next time, apparently, whenever that will be, we'll be doing X Wing Starfighters of Adumar chapters 10 through 12. And with that, this is Rogue Quadron signing off. Signing off. Pash Cash out. out. Pew, 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 pew. Danny, what are you doing? Yeah, you're trying to take I thought, the job. I thought it'd be fun happening? if we read it
2: together. I was hoping we could all say it together, but, but no, you're Heath true. and Saf didn't get in on it, so it was just no. me interrupting. You Didn't of.
3: tell us. <laughs> did communicate anything. yeah, that we're we're gonna it. we're For gonna two say two it all people together. To get in on something, they need to know what it is. Until <laughs> then,
2: here. Are you ready? Until then, this is no. Rogue... We're not doing it. again. Until then, this not is now. rogue pod. No. Until then, this is Meg is
3: the one who says
0: it. <laughs> Until no. then, this is Rogue Quadrant. Pash already so- hopped in his A-Wing <laughs> yeah. and he's halfway <laughs> to Coruscant by This now. is Rogue Quadrant
2: signing off.
3: <laughs> in bed. It's been gone. Pash is gone. Pash out.
0: Rogue Leader signing off.
3: Rogue Six signing off.
0: Rogue Seven signing off.
3: Rogue Three signing off.
1: <laughs> Anyways, in and out my stupidity, please.
2: Yeah, you got it. Thanks. I'm always happy to make you sound better.
3: <laughs> yeah, because you really need to try. The rest of us have to sound worse. Thanks, Kenny. Can, can yeah. you edit clips of me from an older episodes? <laughs> <laughs> <into laughs> <laughs> current episode to make me just like more randomly engaged. in a conversation. it's gonna be like,
2: yes, I thought the conflict between Cord and Taika was really <laughs> emblematic of the political uh, ongoings like, with the New Republic oh, at the time. Heats back. Actually, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's too subtle. They won't catch Heath. on.
0: It, yeah, it's a little too subtle. Star Wars is not subtleties. Yeah, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> The S in SW does not stand for subtle. Nope. <laughs>
0: sure. It for SAF.
2: It does stand for SAF. <laughs> SAF Wars.
0: SAF Wars.
2: The second worst kind of wars.
0: Wait.
3: (laughs) What's the first worst? Nuclear. (laughs) (laughs) World war. Yeah, Yeah. okay, that's fair. But your your wars are worse than chemical (laughs) warfare, I guess. Oh, I don't. I think that's only
0: because we haven't had a whole... I'm a
3: little disturbed that there was only
2: one kind of war. I'm a little disturbed that you're underestimating the power of SAF. (laughs)
0: I'm I'm not underestimating her power. I think I'm correctly estimating
3: <laughs> her ability or her I'm, willingness I'm, to I'm wield correctly it. estimating the horrors of all of the other <laughs> kinds of war. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the only reason why chemical warfare isn't number two is because we haven't like suffered from it yet. Yeah, that's fair. but soon that's what's going to happen next time.
3: Oh no! That's
2: next, all my time. next time on Rogue Quadrant. Next, on- <laughs> <laughs> next
0: time on Rogue Quadrant.
3: Chemical <laughs> no, that was, warfare. That was last time you on get a Rogue chemical Potter. warfare.
0: You get a chemical warfare. That was last time. That was the back to war. It was a war. It was chemical warfare. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Kratos trap. All right, we've already done this. <laughs> yeah. See, and it was bad. It People. Was real bad. People's bones melted. <laughs> yeah. It's bad.
3: Specifically,
2: Gamorians.
0: <laughs> and, like, Ethorians and stuff.
2: Like, it was bad for everybody. No, no athorians were hurt. Nothing That's... bad ever happened to Not an Ethorian. Sure <laughs>